Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG Pod. I am your host, Nico, alongside my boy, Tony. Tony, how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I mean, uh, all things considered. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, just started, uh, I had to start a new addiction of football manager, so... Wow! To yeah, get my mind off this. this we got TFC. we got Tony on Football Manager. I thought it was gonna happen when that guy got a coaching job for being on Football Manager. I thought that's when he would start, but he started now on Football Manager. We might need an update every week now on how the journey's TFC, going. TFC is gonna need another coach, so yes, that's <laughs> trying to get my reps in now. <laughs> that, that's facts, man. Um, no, I I hear it's a fun game. I haven't got looked into it yet. I might have to start playing as well. Mm-hmm. What's, it's, what's, it's, what's your it's initial what's your initial take on it um it's a lot different than fifa manager mode because there's a lot more you can do well you don't um, play the games either right no so you don't play the games which is the biggest difference but here you like you have the scouting networks i find are a lot better than fifa because this has like like this even has like you can scout you can't play in the league but you can scout in like league one ontario and like the USL smaller divisions, right? Like that pops up, like just every, like so many countries available. And it's just, it takes FIFA and just put steroids into the whole, like running a club and doing everything, which is really, it's really fascinating. Um, I will say if you're starting the game, make sure you have auto save on because I had a nice start with York United last night. And yeah, <laughs> when I shut it off, it is gone. So yeah. <laughs> oh classic yeah. Tony. I, I mean it's, it's it's i mean i see why people get addicted to it i mean i will i'm not gonna lie i thought about different things to do today during work thinking who should I look up so yeah it, it was fun so i had to get my mind off this tfc weekend because my and the, and the addiction begins but yeah the tfc <laughs> start oh man we just you know we just can't have anything nice uh no. tfc arguably this is this is is this the lowest part in this franchise's history right now only because of the highs that's coming after because i I still think 2012 was pretty bad yeah and like i think 2012 was probably one of our worst in history uh, just because of the the names that were there and the fact that nobody was even going to games back then yeah but because this is coming, you know, only five years removed from a Champions League final, this one kind of stings a lot more. Yeah, I mean, sense. it took us ten years to get to the playoffs for fuck's sake, or nine yeah. years, nine years to get to the playoffs, which was brutal. And don't get me wrong, those early years of TFC, some years were just absolute garbage, man. Yeah, like absolute trash. But right now. We have the highest payroll in the league, highest or second highest in the league, whatever it is, Um, with two Italians who have been utter disappointments. We currently have an interim coach. We haven't won a game in, I think it's like 14 games or something like that all across competitions. 14 games away without getting a point either. Right. That is... That that is such bad shit. Like yeah. that that is this. I I would say right here currently, this is the lowest it's ever been being a TFC fan. Now mm-hmm. I always try to look at some positives. 
right? I try to look at some positives, and the only positive I can take from this bunch is that that new energy kit that they released is fucking fire. Like, yeah. everyone's saying, oh, if you don't like what they're doing, don't support them, don't go to the games, don't buy shit. You know what? It's hard not to because I want to buy that energy kit real fast. It looks bad. so nice. It's so fucking nice, <laughs> dude. Like, that is that – is, and you know what's pissing me off is I'm not going to the game this weekend because mm-hmm. we gave our tickets away. And at the same time, too, you know, it's tough getting down to these games when they're playing like absolute shit. But, wow, I'd, if I was there, I'd be buying that kit for sure. What a king. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it looks beautiful. I don't even know why they came out with it. Maybe they realized, well, you know what? Everyone was pissed at the red one. Let's let's give them something crazy. And my God, they delivered. Unfortunately, I still hate the whole uh, authentic versus replica MLS shit. Like the replica kit mm-hmm. for 120 is expensive. I'd like to get it, but I got to get the fucking authentic one, which is almost 200 bills or 200 bucks because I want that star above the TFC logo, you know? Yeah. Um, it is a gorgeous kit, though. They did a really good job, in my opinion. I didn't notice, but do other teams have an energy kit, or is this just a Toronto FC thing? I think the our version is their Captain America one for Fourth of July. Is oh, they, from my understanding. Oh, they, because they we're not going to get a we're not going to get a Marvel crossover jersey because they did the Captain America version for every every team. Oh, I didn't see in the that. states. Yeah, it's it's just the Captain America shield all over the shirt. It's nothing too crazy. Are they going to wear them in games, though? No. I think it's just a warm-up kit like we do. It's but I, th- like I think this thing. this energy kit is is an actual kit. It's not a warm-up thing. Like, it's a legit jersey they're going to wear in game. Oh, that'd be cool. I hope because, so. Because I mean, the... that's, and that's what you want from, like, a third kit. You know what I mean? Well, like, you want it to look completely different than you normally have, right? Well, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're wearing it this weekend. Like, the the... The practice ones, yeah, there you go. But they're only 70 bucks. This is a full-on kit. You can get names on the back. Mm. It's things. So I'm thinking they're wearing this in-game. Oh, that'd be cool then. Yeah. So maybe, just... maybe some teams are wearing the Captain America one. Oh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just saw – I'm looking at the Captain America ones now. It's, uh, it's different. A lot of shields, but pretty cool. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I don't, I don't I don't know. The energy kit's a lot better. Wait, not even close, bro. It's yeah. oh, that that kit that TSC did, man. It's it's fucking sexy. Hey, uh, don't, don't, we don't do many things right, but they, they got that one right. They don't do many kits right either. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, but they definitely they definitely got that one right. Um, so you think maybe more Marvel kind of collabs are gonna be coming to MLS? I think that's the plan, but I don't see how. I mean. Does TFC get like a Wolverine one because he's Canadian or a Deadpool one? Oh, Deadpool TFC would be cool because black and red. <laughs> red <laughs> Actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, that'd be pretty cool. No, uh, it would make sense that Deadpool would love this team because we're under shit and he would laugh about it, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not too far off. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough, man. Let's talk about Bernadeschi. Uh, what what happened there? Give, give me your take on what happened with Bernadeschi in the last game. So, I, I bet you I, – I don't know if I disagree with you, but I definitely disagree with the majority of TFC fans currently. Yeah, so my thing is this. Um, he's he, he got heated in the moment, obviously. Uh, tensions are high at TFC, and I, I totally agree. You know, we're all human at the end of the day. But it is hard to defend him when – reality is it's so easy to taunt a guy like that to get under his skin in a moment like that. And that's all that guy did. Now it was an under dive. Like, I don't, I don't know how VAR doesn't look at that and say, really? 
because that was just shameful and Orlando guy. But at the same time, Bernie actually shouldn't be putting himself in those positions. And that's where I feel bad about it, where I can't really defend him too much because, like, dude, you should know better, you know? So, do we, I think what do you take of... on some people saying it looks like he almost wanted to get kicked out of the game? No, no, that's anymore. bullshit. And, and the reason why that's bullshit is because I saw him tweet at the guy that tweeted that and said, dude, there was a kid in the stand saying hi to him. You know, I, I think the camera at that time was just, it was just bad timing, but I don't think he was trying to get off the field. Like, that's just stupid. Like, that's that's just embarrassing to even think that. So. I, I don't know, man. Honestly, first of all, when I'm going, when I'm working, right, if I had someone put a bunch of fucking bums around me, yeah, and this is what I got to work with. My other guy that's getting paid even more than me on a club, and, and again, this is why I'm taking Bernadeski's side on a club that Bernadeski and Sunya came in. Bernadeski, he bought into the hype. He did everything they could. He was hyping everyone up. He was the one playing. Yeah. He's played way more games than Insignia has played with us. Yeah. Um, he's done all that, and yet the team markets Insignia. They leave Bernadeski as an afterthought. They're putting Insignia for everything as he's the big name guy. When it, really they should have done that with Bernadeski when you're looking at it. So I'm gonna imagine there's some harsh feelings there. The yeah. whole issues with Bob Bradley and all that stuff that couldn't have made it better. And the other son. And yeah, and his other <laughs> son, Mark Anthony. Exactly. But like you have so many issues there. This guy, if he's fed up, I don't fucking blame him. Yeah. You know, I I honest to God don't blame the guy. It's it's a shitty situation. It sucks. Like, even look at this energy kit we were just talking about. Look at the marketing materials. Who do you see? Insignia and a few of the other guys on TFC. No Bernadeski around. You should have him front and center with this on. Yeah. Have him partying it up. Have all that fun that he's, he showed to have when he got here. That's how you should have it. But now, I mean, it looks like he's done. I can't imagine Insignia's not done either. I think this is the time where they just got to cut their losses. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, and they both got new agents too, so it looks like maybe they want to get in some of that Saudi money. And, which which mean, is fucked because they're making so much money. They're fucking ripping Toronto FC off right now. Yeah, they can make more. <laughs> That's the crazy part. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you if you agree with me on this one, but I really do think TFC, the biggest mistake they've made heading into this last year and into this season. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate because I've already gotten hate on Twitter for it, but they did not, they should have brought Jovinko back because it would have been that legend status there. Buddy, we can't beat this drum anymore though. No, no, but, but it had, you had, because you walk in with T with Insignia and Bredeshi coming here and the legend and Bob and Michael Bradley was tainted because his father was the coach, you know, and it just, the reality is the downfall has come from since he left. Uh, it has. Let's be honest. They didn't pay. They didn't pay cash in to keep the guy around that deserved deserved made, to be here forever. Listen, he he was you know? he was on a downward spiral. He was like on a big big downtrend in 2018, dude. I can't imagine 2023 he'd be even better. Six like four five years later, it's having years. it's just having the no. guy there. No, it's like uh, It's like with Ibrahimovic and Milan. Having the guy there keeps the team in a situation that they can you, you keep the key you keep everybody in line. And that's that's what's missing here. And you're not gonna get that from if it was a team of MLSers, I'd agree, but I don't think Giovinko could keep Bernadeski and Insignia in line. 
I think he could. No. I think he could because it was it would be his team. You know no, I, mean? I, I don't think that would be the case at all. I, I, I disagree strongly there. Giovinco, all he would provide is a fun atmosphere in BMO Field and maybe a fun free kick goal every now and then if he got minutes. He wouldn't be a starter, that's for sure. Um, I, I I disagree there. You know, we beat that Bush in 2019 when we went to the MLS Cup final. Then in 2020, we said bring him back. 2021, we said bring him back. It's just, it's not happening. He's done, dude. Like the guy I was, know, was it, down on the downhill spiral in 2018. It's 2023 now. You know the guy's 36 years old. He's done. It's the it's just the mentality of having someone there like that. Yeah, I, and you know what? Because that's what I thought Victor Vasquez have might have brought it. Sucks. Victor yeah, Vasquez, I thought was going to disappeared bring that out of nowhere. He disappeared yeah. for sakes. Yeah, like it's just this team has no like it like. It's it's screwed up to mention to have uh to agree with Stephen Caldwell, but there's no culture on the team. There's no it's just a it's a a mold that's just been growing and growing, and this is what you get when you don't clean it up, right? Yeah, the only other news really that's come out that we can really talk about. I mean, we can't talk about a move for uh, Bernardeski and Senior because nothing's happened. But we there has been rumors today that dropped that Atlanta United midfielder Franco Ibarra is going to be loaned out to Toronto FC. Uh, no idea what's happening there. He's a 22-year-old defensive midfielder. He's pretty much what we need. Yeah, um, puts Mark Anthony K on the that def- Yeah, exactly. You know, that defensive midfield spot, like, um, if, if that could be a decent move to kind of swing things around. I mean, he's young. You, who knows what we can get from him? I like it. Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's um, it'd be a great move for them right now. Uh, sucks to be him. I mean, <laughs> going yeah. from Atlanta to Toronto, but I think, um, you know, with Cervania and Coelho, he'd be a good fit because he sets Mark Anthony down. And then, you know, when Osorio comes back, you can play him a little bit more up. So I think I think it's a nice move for Toronto if they can make it happen. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a decent move for us. And we'll see what happens. I'm sure uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Actually, let's kind of plug it next week. There's going to be a special episode of the footy lg pod uh we're gonna be discussing mostly toronto fc you know there's a lot of people who have a lot to say so we're actually gonna have dante's gonna be joining us again another footy lg boy and actually we're bringing on a guest too who's gonna kind of who, who has some stuff about toronto he wants to get off his chest so make sure you're mm-hmm. tuning into that next thursday uh that'll that'll be here so make sure you tune into that but yeah man not much else we could talk about for toronto see i say we just jump into some top ins trash bins and have some fun because talking about tfc is just going to keep us miserable okay so starting it off um i can uh speak of saudi money i saw a quote here from jesse lingard and he said saudi arabia are doing big things in the next year or so it will be one of the hot spots to go to I'm not really surprised big names are moving there. It's something I'm obviously going to consider as well. I've not ruled it out either. Uh, top things trash bins. Jesse Lingard thinks he deserves uh, Saudi money. <laughs> Depends how much Saudi money we're talking. He doesn't deserve more than uh, Ruben Neves. No. I don't think he deserves a contract with Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. You know what, though? It's it's funny that he <laughs> – the way I'm glad some people are talking about it like that, though. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is the Ronaldo effect. People used to yep. talk like that Saudi money, that Saudi, like the Saudi money, like you can't do it. And now that he's there, look at everybody going there. How many people mm-hmm. have been joining MLS since Messi came? Just his just, best friends. Just his buddies. You know, he's yep. not that needle mover like Ronaldo is. Now people are going to Saudi. They're looking at that option as a real league for them to get into. Uh, I I think for him to sit, the, what he said is top bins. 
It's Toppins for sure. What does he deserve a big contract out there? That's fucking neither here nor there. But the, his that that the way the quote that he said there absolutely Toppins. Yeah, no, I gotta say trash pins for him to think that if he's gonna just, get something. Did you just hate that. Lingard? <laughs> no, I just realized that. You look at the names that are being given money there. They're starters on European teams. You know, they're big names. Jesse Lingard does not fit what maybe Steven Gerrard's team is going to offer him. But, um, yeah, no, I don't see how he can. He's just trying to put his feet in the water. Like, oh, hey, I'm here, guys. Going fast away to me. Yeah. So, all right. So, number two. Um, so, most recently, uh, uh, Inter Scout was uh, Inter Director of Scouting, Piero Ocelio, uh, was quoted last week saying, everyone knew him, but we didn't sign him because he didn't fit our tactics speaking about Carvercelia. Uh, Toppin's trash bin's acting like he was the one that passed up on him. Well, I, I I don't know why that would be something you bring up. Yeah. Why would you admit to that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, it's a trash bin's quote. It seems like a guy is trying to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw it. I thought we could do better. But you couldn't. This guy was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I give it trash bins. I know you got a lot to say about this one because I know, yeah, I know, Cavara Don is one of your p- favorite players currently. But to me, it's just like it kind of looks like stupid on his part. It's like, like it makes him look dumb. You, yeah, how do you downplay someone that played so good? You know, you should be saying like, oh, we made a mistake, but not that oh, he didn't fit our tactics. Like really? Because I'm pretty sure Inter going to use this guy last year. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, Lukaku up there with Lutaro, so it's just pathetic. And uh, it's just, you know, normal enter things. And uh, number three, so Mason Mount has officially moved to uh, Manchester United from Chelsea. Uh, two things for this one, because I just remember the second one. But the first one is Manu giving Mason Mount number seven and Mason Mount pre-recording his farewell video to Chelsea. Well, uh, the the pre-recorded thing is hilarious. Um, it made me. <laughs> the same hair color. I mean, you you know you know me. I never liked Mason Mount on Chelsea. He was one of my like the lesser players that I that I thought of. You know, Chelsea has some guys. Obviously, Joao Felix, uh, and and all those guys. Like I like some of them, but Mason Mount was never one of them. As a Man U fan, I'm I'm not over the moon about this signing. Um, giving him seven, I was actually really hoping they'd give Garnacho seven. Yeah, but it, it, this guy could very much fall under what I, what I've been calling the curse of the number seven jersey. Mm-hmm. Can you name the players who have worn number seven since Ronaldo left originally? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was Cavani. Cavani's Cavani is one that's worn it. Yep, uh, and Haldi Maria. Yep, flop. Yep, Antonio Valencia. Yep, D- nothing special. Uh, Memphis Depay. Flop. Um, okay, no, there's there's another there. big flop you're missing. And I, th- I think there's only one you're missing, and it's probably the biggest flop on this list. Antonio Valencia. Maria. Oh, I know, you're going to say it, and I'm going to know it too. Alexis Sanchez. Yes, Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, that was the like, biggest flop. And the like, so I mean, is he going to be another line in the flops of number sevens? I don't like, know. It's crazy when it's crazy when Cavani was the best number seven on all those. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and we have a history of good sevens, man. You got Cantona, yeah. you got Beckham, you got Ronaldo. 
Michael Owen. Like we got has some good number sevens. Yeah. Uh it's just, you know. I don't I, think they should have given it to Mason Mount. I mean, I get Garnacho's young, but I would have given it to Garnacho. Yeah, to give I, it to Mason Mount. I love I Garnacho. How... Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's the future of the team, but I wouldn't uh that's who deserves it. But I wouldn't give it to Mason Mount over him ever. Even if you want to wait a year for Garnacho to have one more year under his belt, but I think it was a big mistake to give it to Mount. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I guess they want that British number seven again, right? Maybe that's yeah. that's what they're I, looking at. I, I think that's what it is. It's like uh it's a oh yeah, we got another British guy. Oh look at us, we got another I I, I can't yeah. stand that. But you know what? I don't have high hopes. I've never been a big fan of Mount, but I look forward to being proven wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if it happens, who knows? But <laughs> I, I, I hope so. We'll see uh, what happens there. But yeah, I, I give I give him top bins. He definitely earned points for me with that with that um, uh, farewell video. <laughs> you see Astrid Wet's uh, response to it. Breaking yeah, and, uh, breaking the picture frame does. Yeah, but I think she, I think she just put it in a different frame. She said there's another one saying where she like she said that she'll always love him or whatever. It's a whole thing. Just <laughs> all for clout, man. These fucking oh bitches, they're too much. Yep. Way too well, much. Canada, I guess after all my shit talking, proved uh, proved me wrong. Bro, I told you they were getting through the group. Like you're so fucked to think they wouldn't get to the next round. That Guatemala performance was disgusting, though. And, and they still tie! Really, like... That was just bad. I mean, even the Cuba one, they played well, but there were moments where it was like, what the... Buddy, they dominated that game. They missed so many chances that this game could have easily have been 7-8-2. Yeah. Like, they, they missed a few easy ones, some sitters, and, and it was just... You knew it was coming, though. And again, you see 4-2 and you go, wow, what a game. Cuba had two penalty kicks. Yeah. Uh, you finally got to see Dane St. Clair in net. What were your thoughts on him? He played okay until, I mean, the first penalty, it was like just, I think that's just a lap of concentration. Um, he could easily stop the shot. To get, he let the guy shoot it. Yep. But, I mean, even though, you know, he went the wrong way on it, I think uh, – it is what it is at that point. They were up. I mean, it was a bad time for the goal, but even then, any shots that Cuba did take, uh, he handled them pretty well. So, yeah. Um, even in the second penalty, he actually guessed the right side. Just the guy just drilled it in. So, I mean, he's a good goalie. I mean, that's the future of Canada. I mean, I think until Maxine Crepeau is fully fit again, um, Dwayne is our guy. Um, I personally think if he played against Guadalupe and he played like he did against Cuba, we would have won that game. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, yes. just, both goals, Boyan made big mistakes. I know he was injured, but if you're injured, don't play. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate that adage. Oh, play. Like, no, if you're injured, step off. Yeah. And hey, shout out, shout out to Osorio who scored a hat trick, even though two of them were offside. <laughs> <laughs> and Jaden Nelson. Who played hey. fantastic coming in. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? Big shout-outs to Jaden Nelson. He came in. He brought some energy. He looked yeah. good out there. Uh, I think you got to look at him to start on the Sunday yeah. against the U.S. But let's be I, real. Before we get into the Sunday game, do they have any chance? Do they have any chance of winning nah, this game against the U.S.? I, I honestly think U.S. getting a touchdown on us. 
Okay, I think it's like seven now. I, I don't okay, think. Now. I, I just don't see how Herdman's tactics are going to do it. I mean, like, you can't have Cavallini out there because the minute you're already playing a man down. You know I mean? <laughs> that, guy, that guy's not doing anything. Nothing against Junior Hoylet, but when you have Jaden Nelson balling out like that, you don't need Hoylet. Take the guy off, put Nelson, let Nelson. He's a lot younger, he's a lot more physical. He tracks back, which Junior Hoylet doesn't. So you gotta take that guy out. Osorio, he's fantastic. Um, Ali Amid played good. Uh, Bombido, I don't know what he did to Herdman. He's just not. He's just not there in that situation. Um, I think this is. I mean, I when I was watching the Cuba game, they did mention that in 2000 they did tie the first two games and then won the last game. But, oh, look at I you. Mean, you love you love trends like that. I do, but this U.S. team, I mean... This U.S. team's not good. But they're better than us. Yeah, well, yes. They're better than us. They're yes, than they us. are. Like, ten times. Like, not even close. Like, I don't know about ten times. They're better than like, us. Like, someone tell Jose, bet your big money on the U.S.A. Like, Listen, I'm even saying that. They and beat, I never tell Jose to do that. They tied Jamaica... They beat a shit St. Kitts and Nevis team, and they beat a shit Trinidad and Tobago team. Again, they wiped the floor with them. But they haven't been challenged. But they haven't been challenged. You know what I mean? Maybe Canada comes out. The U.S. team's not that strong. And, I mean, the good news is, if you had to look at the bracket from an external point of view and say, okay, Mm -hmm. how did they do? You know what? They kind of Which, by the way, was exactly what I said. Hey, listen, you were right. I can see. (laughs) But they kind of got the best side of it. Because they if they, can, no, get they, past, if they can get past U.S., then they have Panama Qatar, which means they won't have to go through – they'll only have to go – if they go all the way, they'll only have to go through either one of Mexico or Jamaica, who, in my opinion, are the two best teams in this tournament so far. Yeah, so if you want to play them, you want to play them in the final. Exactly. So if they, can, if they can squeak past the U.S., then they got the winner of Panama and Qatar, which won't be an easy game by any means, but I think it's one that they can win. And I honestly think Qatar beats Panama. Because Qatar know. held their own against Mexico. That was the only like, game, though, they held the run. But still, they did well. I mean, they got lucky against Haiti and also against uh, Honduras. But... They, they tied Honduras. Uh, they lost to Haiti, and they beat Mexico. Mexico was already through. They didn't need to do anything. They weren't trying to Qatar upset them one nothing in a game that they had no business being in. They had one yeah. shot. Mexico had 25 <laughs> shots. Mexico had 77 possession. It. <laughs> it was there was no way Mexico loses that game again if they run it back. But they got yeah. lucky. I, I think Panama beats Qatar fairly easily. Uh, and then Panama takes on the US in the next round. But I'm hoping if, if Canada can upset this US team, there is definitely, definitely yeah. a chance that they have a good chance of going to the finals. So it'll be interesting. I I, I kind of like that it's the last game of the weekend. So we get to see yeah, how everything else same. plays out. And then we see Sunday night, U.S.-Canada. Um, U.S. obviously has the big advantage, not just the fact that they're the home team. They're on a much better form right now. But I don't think their team is that much better than ours. Uh, it's tough. Man, I don't think it I is. Just, I think when you look at the the um, the subs and the reserves, you have much better players than the Canadian subs and reserves, right? Yes, like, they have just, more depth, not even like close. The depth is there. Their depth blows us out of the water. I mean, but, goalie... But as the starters go, eh, could go either way. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, man. I just don't... I don't trust Herdman. I don't... I, I just... I mean, Cavallini's performance against Cuba is what worries me. 
because he didn't play good. He hasn't played good any of the games. And he continues to start. Yeah. And now you're in that position where even if you start uh, Russell Rowe, he doesn't have enough time. He only had like 10 minutes each game. Yep. So this Cuba game, he should have started. So at I least agree. if he does well, you run into the U.S. game. Now throw that guy in against U.S. It's kind of like, well, how how what do you like? Poor guy's not match fit to that point, right? Or no? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's gonna be tough, and I think that's another. It's gonna be another situation where Herdman Jackson's, you know, is gonna uh, lead to the downfall of another chance of winning. Yeah, I think Herdman's gone. To be honest, if we don't yeah. don't beat this U.S. team, um, I know they want to keep him because we got the big big World Cup in 2026. And we got the Copas coming up and everything. But I I don't know, man. I think Herdman might himself might move on after this tournament. The way things are going, like, honestly, after this past month, yeah, is that I, really the guy you want leading this team? I've I've kind of jumped ship uh, on this. You know, I I know how anti Herdman you are. I I really liked what Herdman has done to this team and got us to that World Cup that we weren't even supposed to be at last year, dominated the CONCACAF, um, yeah. the CONCACAF qualifying. I, I'm on his side, but I, I think now now's the right time for a mutual split. However, I just want to remind you something, Tony. Sure. We were all so gong-ho on getting Vanny the fuck out of TFC, and look how it's been since. We were saying the same yeah, shit. But... We were saying the same shit about Vanny that you're saying now about Herdman, and look how we've been since without post Vanny. I'm just the, saying, it's grass is not always greener on the other side, man. The difference is Vanny was able to push TFC to the final even after Jovinko and Outdoor fell, like Jovinko left Outdoor fell back. Oh, we, you know, we, he's still, MV, we had the MVP of the league on our team, yeah, man. It's not like we had a piece of yeah, yeah, we had, we had, we had, we had, we spend a, spend a playing starting on the left wing too. So like Vanny made it work because he was a good coach, and yet you still were calling for his head. Eventually, it's gonna end. But I just think it's 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 so easy to look back now. But at the time, you were saying everything you're saying about Herman. You could just change the name Herman to Vanny, and it's the same conversation. Uh, I was the same. I don't, and I'm not putting you under the microscope saying it's just you. I was so big on the fire Vanny train as well. But I'm just saying now, when you look back at it, look what's happened since. And it's just not always better. Has it worked out either better for Vanny either? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not saying it has for him, but I'm just saying in general for Toronto FC, it hasn't. And then with Canada, you know, no one expected us to get to that World Cup last year. You could say it's the players all you want and it, definitely, definitely helps. But Herdman got us there too. You know, he did what he had to do. He made the right calls and, and we balled out in those qualifiers. We got a little unlucky at the World Cup, but hey, like I said, we weren't even supposed to be. I mean, let's be honest. The calls he made were the same calls we would have made. Uh, you player that. selection. <laughs> They're the uh, exact same calls we would have made. Listen. This, this was listen, if he had done well, like if he had came out of this group stage as like we expected, where it was supposed to be three for three, and like a plus fifteen goal f- offense, like US has, then I would have said, you know what, this guy's actually a good coach because he didn't have his stars, but he still had the guy playing to their full potential. Because that's what he's telling a coach is good when the stars are not there. If he can still dominate and do well and keep his system, prove that his system works, that's a good coach. That's a coach for, especially for national teams, that does well. 
Well, I you mean, you, we'll have a lot to talk about on next week's podcast, depending how the next uh, the mm-hmm. Sunday goes, because really by next week, we'll know who's in the finals. So we'll be able to see what happens yep. in the Gold Cup. Um, does a good performance against the States make you a little rest a little bit easier with Herdman and everything? If they put up a fight, maybe it's like a one-goal game or it goes to extra time or losing penalties or something like that? No. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't change your mind at all? No, they got to win. They got to win it. They don't have to win the tournament, but they got to get to that final. Oh, the U.S. is a tough team, man. I think even though you beat U.S., then you have to keep – you can't make – you have to keep going. You, uh, this is a team – this is a World Cup team now. And being content with just being the U.S. shouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you're you you're now – you want to be top dog in CONCACAF? You got to keep going. You can't just beat the U.S. Oh, that's it. No, no. You got to dominate everything. You got to win it. Because if you don't, it's still Mexico-U.S.'s run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting time coming up now. There'll be a lot to talk about next uh, next week on the pod. Like I said, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, it's going to be a very special episode. We're going to have Dante back on as well as a, as a special guest coming in to kind of, you know, apparently, I, I from what I've heard, he needs to get some stuff off his chest about Toronto FC. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to give him the platform to do it. Uh, I will not be on the episode. Tony's taking over leading. Uh, with them so you guys will miss me next week but i'll be back the week after and you guys can find us everywhere instagram tiktok at footy lg and on spotify and apple music where you listen to your podcasts uh tony i think that's it for us today yep yeah all right perfect that's it for us guys we'll see you back here next thursday have a great week and let's go canada